Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. The Bible is filled with messages to us about the importance of being ready to meet God, of preparing for that coming day. It is not a somber and morose message intended to take away joy and happiness from our lives. It is merely being realistic and practical. There are three facts that we cannot evade. We were created by God. We are going to die. We are going to meet God. We all know that we're going to die. What about the other two facts? Well, most people either don't believe that God exists, or do believe in God, and are afraid to meet Him. How about you? Do you believe in God, and yet are afraid to meet Him? Stop and think about it. God wants you to know where you will be. He wants you to prepare now. Let's listen to Speaker Gaius Goff as he explains the importance of preparation and how you can know for sure that you are ready for that great event which lies ahead. I better give you a little bit of a warning message, because I'm not the first one. There was a man named Amos years ago, and he lived in a nation of Israel in a time of real prosperity. God had allowed previous years when they had times of famine, hard times, like some of the older folks might remember, depression times here, and And then there was war times, and pestilence, and crops failed. And it happened, and and then God allowed them to have some good times when people were doing well. And none of that seemed to bring people to a stop. So what God did, instead of going down to the seminary of that we read about in that particular book of the Bible, he went to a man who was way up in the country. He was a farmer, and he took care of sheep, and he had called sycamore fruit, but that would be what we would call figs. And he had this orchard, and so he was a farmer, and God told him, he says, Now, Amos, I want you to leave the sheep and leave the crops. i got something more important for you to do right now. I want you to go to the city, and I want you to talk to those people for me, but you're not going to be able to do it inside. You'll have to do it outside. So this is what he did. I'm going to read you the three key things that he said. We're going to read in the book of Amos, chapter 4, and verse 12. Therefore, thus will I do unto thee, O Israel, and because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. You've probably seen him in the comics where you have pictures of these fellows, and they look like they're dressed in white, and they got whiskers down the front and down hair down the back, and they're, they're going around in sandals with a billboard and saying, prepare to meet thy God, and people make a mockery of it. Well, the man who told it first didn't make any joke out of it at all. We're going to talk about that. Just down to chapter 5 and verse 4. For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. But seek not Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not to Beersheba. For Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. Seek the Lord, and ye shall live. Seek the Lord, and ye shall live. That's the next key thing that he said. 
Prepare to meet thy God, seek the Lord, and you'll live. Now turn over to chapter 7, verse 7. Then he showed me, and behold, the Lord stood upon a wall made by a plumb line with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said unto me, Amos, what seest thou? And I said, a plumb line. Then said the Lord, Behold, I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people. You know what a plumb line is before I read the rest? This wall was probably made with a plumb line. That's what keeps it straight up and down. In other words, these people have been pretty crooked. They need to get straightened out. I had a man with a plumb line in his hand, and he said, I put it in the middle of my people. I will not, I will not again pass by them anymore. In other words, you're done. Three things this man preached. Prepare to meet thy God. Seek the Lord and you'll live. I will not again pass by anymore. In other words, there's a cutoff date. Whatever you've been hoping would happen won't work anymore. It'll be over for you. It'll be over for me. Why do we need to prepare to meet God? Would you say you are ready to meet God now? Supposing this was it. Would you be ready to meet God just the way you are right here, right now, in this building, tonight, here? Not talking about after the meeting. I mean right here as we start. Well, you say, why should I prepare to meet God? I don't believe in that. I might say to you, well, you may say there is no God, but that doesn't change the fact that there is a God. And we've spoken about that last week. So we're not going to go back over and try to convince you of God. But I do want you to know that whether you believe it or not, there is a meeting on the calendar of events of your existence. When you were conceived in the womb of your mother, you began a journey that will never, 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 never end. This life is just a short part of our experience as a human being. We pass through this kindergarten time of our experience. That's all our life is. It's the getting ready time. And this is our kindergarten experience of our future. It happens now, in these years. I'm 72 years old, and boy, soon be 73. I'm just getting started. But to a lot of people, I'm almost done. No, I'm just getting ready. You know how the little kindergarten graduates have the little flat thing on the top, and they look like college graduates? Well, all of us are just getting started in this journey that God has ahead of us. And this is why we want you to take good advantage of this time in your experience, because everybody is going to meet God whether they believe it or not. It's on the calendar of events of your life. And there's no avoiding that meeting. There's no place to hide from it. It will happen just as sure as you're alive, you are going to meet God. And he's not like great-grandfather sitting in a rocking chair in a cloud, all dressed up in white with thunderbolts in his hand, ready to zap people that don't believe on him or that curse his name. But he's a God of integrity and holiness, a God who loves people without limit and without measure, a God who cares for every one of you. He knows you by your name. And he's saying, say to them for me, as I live, saith the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that they turn from their wickedness and that they turn to him. That's what he wants from you. So the first reason 
you should prepare to meet God is because you're going to meet him. There's no, no place you can go. I was down one time in a mine. While we were down there, they just wanted people to see kind of what it was like with the lights out. One of my grandsons was there, and they let us go down together. And, and I said, now the man's going to turn the lights out, so hang onto my hand. He had his hand in there, and as soon as the lights went up, boy, he gripped and held tight. Because there's something about total darkness that disorients us to where we can't conceive of where we are, which way to turn. But when you meet God, it'll be kind of like that. You'll look for a hand to hold. And if you're not a Christian, you won't have a hand. You'll be on your own. There is going to be a meeting. But secondly, second reason you need to prepare is because we're not naturally ready. You're not a Christian because you were born in Canada or that you immigrated to Canada. You're not a Christian because you might have been christened in a church. The christening process doesn't make people Christians. Nor baptized by immersion doesn't make people Christians. It's a testimony that they are, but it doesn't make them into a Christian. A person who is a Christian is one who knows God and who knows Christ because they understood that as a sinner, Christ died for the ungodly. I had a privilege of pointing my youngest brother to Christ when he was 16. And we were sitting on the bed, and he's kind of a quiet fella. I read to him a lot of places in the Bible. And he didn't say a word. He just sat like he was paralyzed. So I said to him, Scott, I want you to tell me if there's any of these verses that has been a help to you that we read. And he didn't say anything, but he turned back to Romans 5 and 6. And he looked at it. And I said, okay, read it out loud. But before you read, tell me, do you see yourself in that verse anywhere? And he didn't say a word, so he read it out loud. When we were yet without strength, and he stopped. He said, that's me. Okay, I said, read on. When we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. And he said, that's me. I said, which? Well, he said, without strength and ungodly. So I said, then that means that you've got a problem, right? But I said, what else does it say? When we were yet without strength, that's me. In due time, Christ died. And he looked at me and he said, that's it, isn't it? Christ died for me. He said, it's right there. Now he can preach the gospel good because he prepared to meet God. And so we need to make preparations in our life to meet God, and that's why we're here now. All you have to be is old enough to understand what I'm saying to you now. If you can understand what we're speaking here, that means you're old enough to prepare to meet God, and you need to do that now. And there's a third reason you need to prepare to meet God. First of all, because there is a meeting, and you're going to meet God. Secondly, because you're not naturally ready, and thirdly, because we don't know just when it's going to happen. We don't know what day is our last opportunity to prepare. We don't know whether maybe something is going to happen shortly that we never thought of. God speaks in meetings like this by preachers. God speaks by incidents in life. Sometimes God speaks with pain. 
Sometimes God speaks to Christian family members. So if you're in a Christian home, you better take a good look at your parents. So prepare to meet God here tonight. Well, you say, how do I? Seek the Lord and you'll live. That man who came down to the streets of that city in the Bible times with his message, prepare to meet thy God, he didn't just leave it at that. He let him know how. He said, don't go all the way down to Bethel. That's a church. That's what we would call a church or the house of God. There was a calf made out of gold down there that they used to go and kiss his lips. You don't go down there to kiss the lips of an idol or a slimy calf. You don't go to a place where people pass all their own personal experiences along and compare themselves with each other and say, well, I'm on my way and you're not. I can't tell whether you are saved or not. But you know and God knows. So it's not the house of God. You don't become a Christian just because you belong to a church and attend a church. That doesn't make you a Christian. And you don't become a Christian by having some feelings come over you. One man told me one time, he said, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a Christian, definitely am. I, God saved me. I said, how did that? Well, he said, I went into this church. And he said, I went through the door, and the next thing I knew, I was seeing lights, like almost like the colors of the rainbow. And when I kind of came to, people were all around me with their hands in the air and praising God and saying I'd gotten saved. There's some little miniature angel floating through the sky in front of your eyes. Those experiences don't make people Christians. You seek the Lord. You're obligated to seek Him. It's up to you to make an effort to seek the Lord. Our experiences can be explained by a lot of things, but that's not salvation. Salvation is when you realize, I've got to prepare to meet God, and you turn from sin to Christ and seek the Lord while He may be found. The Bible says, you will seek me. And find me when you search for me with all your heart. That's no reservation. If you just took a casual roll around the ice on skates, that you would get signed on with the Toronto team. Maple Leafs is here, I think. It's the people who pull out all the stops and skate like everything. And don't mind sticking their elbows out against all obstacles because they're heading for the goal. Those are the people that are going to get on the team and win the score. And you'll never find Christ until it's important to you. Until it's number one. Seek the Lord and you'll live. He's not far from every one of us. For in Him we move and have our being. But He also said, don't go way down to Beersheba. You don't have to go to the ends of the earth. I was preaching one time and, and uh, a man told me, he said, Mr. Goff, I am definitely a Christian. I'm definitely saved. He told me his religion. I said, I'm not too concerned about your religion because a hundred years from now, it won't make one bit of difference where you put your hat on Sunday. But I said, I'm concerned that you know the Lord. Well, he said, Mr. Goff, he said, I walked from port to saint andy Beaupre in Quebec. And he said, all the way, I prayed. I waited. I said, is that it? And then he said, that's it. That's a long walk. I said, yeah, it must have taken you a month. Oh, more than that. So I said, but how did you become a Christian? Well, he said, I just told, I said, no, you just told me you had a long walk from Port of Swat to St. Andy Beaupre. I'm wanting to know whether you ever sought the Lord. You can walk from here to Hong Kong. Well, you can't walk to Hong Kong, but whatever it is you want to go, and you will not 
find Christ by walking. To be a Christian means that you sought for the Lord. Now, have you ever done that? Prepare to meet thy God. Seek the Lord and you will live. And I see this farmer just before he headed back for the farm, walking down through town again another day and said, uh, I will not again pass by anymore. I'm all done. Do you know this day of grace is not going to continue forever? God must be getting pretty well fed up with the way things are going now. And it's getting worse and worse all the time. The Bible said evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving being deceived. So God's patience is going to run out. Seek the Lord and you'll live. Because someday God is going to say, all right, the last gospel message. I will not again pass by them anymore. So this is your opportunity. Prepare to meet thy God. Seek the Lord and you'll live. I will not again pass by anymore. Yes, God simply wants us to take a long look and make an informed and rational choice, denying it is foolhardy. Any honest person knows that there is something terribly wrong with humanity. We are sinners and want to go our own way. We're not interested in knowing God or preparing to meet Him. We even deny His obvious existence in order to evade any accountability for our sinful choices. But the Bible warns us to prepare. And it says that God is not willing that anybody perish, but that all would come to repentance, that is, turn from their sins and turn to God. God is on our side. He has provided total preparation for you in the death of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you accept Christ as Savior and be prepared once and for all? If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you would like some literature that would help you understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at anchorpointradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday, as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, Take a look at our Anchor Point website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest you. Our Anchor Point messages are also available for listening and download at anchorpointradio.com. My name is Glenn Todd. Thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul.